Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session a day later than usual, but deal with it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, Stephen, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. You probably could have got away with not, not making being, a reference and not, not being a not, dick out of the gate, but okay. I could have chosen not to be a dick, but I chose otherwise. All right, so before we get into American politics, I have never been more concerned about a potential, only way I can say is world war breaking out in my Bitch, you scared. Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> Poland is amassing troops at the Belarusian border. Mm-hmm. The Wagner Group is in Belarus. Yes. Po- po- if uh, Russia has said if there is um, military action taken by Poland against Belarus, they will consider that an attack on them, and they will attack Poland. Poland is part of NATO, and we got World War Three. Yes. And that's very scary to me. No, you're 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 right. Um, so that is problematic to say the least. Um, the Wagner Group being in Belarus is bothersome, but. I also have some issues with that because only because, right? Like I don't know where the Wagner Group stands right now. I don't think anyone does. And uh, so we know that they went to Belarus because they had charged through Russia as a protest to Putin and the way he's you know running the war in Ukraine. Right. Uh, they stopped short of Moscow. Belarus brokered some sort of a peace deal between the Wagner Group and Russia. Or Putin, I guess. Yeah. Then the head of the Wagner Group, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Prigozhin. Uh, Prigozhin disappears for a while. You thought he was dead. And you weren't the only one. Other yeah, people was... thought he was dead. I was like, he ain't dead. And he then he resurfaces. Um, not sure where he was when he resurfaced. There were there were reports. St. Petersburg, which is yeah, there were, weird. Well, there were reports Russia. that he was in Russia in St. Petersburg, right. which I'm like, oh, that is that seems aggressive. That's all hiding plain sight. Right, like uh, t- so, you know, um, and and you know, I think the troops. But he was. There's also video of him speaking to his Wagner troops, but it's not clear where that is. Did that was that in Russia or was that in Belarus? So, like, when I say we don't know where they are or where they stand, I mean that both physically and where are their, you know, military, where, yeah. their lo- where, where do their loyalties stand? Um, and so what scares me about the Wagner Group being in Belarus is it's, it's going to be propped up as they're there just to protect the Belarusian people. Um, and their leader, who is, you know, not the most solid guy that, you know, in terms of our political leaders. Uh, but they're, you know, they're there to help and support and back them up. Okay, fine, that makes sense. Um, but what also scares me is that could they be used to do some sort of a false flag sort of thing to draw Poland in um, and and make this even messier? Because right now, I, I don't know what's going on over there. But it feels like Russia, it, like clearly Russia isn't doing what they thought that they were going to do to Ukraine in terms of just plowing right through them. Right. Right. Everyone thought it was going to be over in a matter of weeks. Well, we're into, we're going 18 on. 18 months or something? Right, into multiple years. And so is this an effort by Russia to make, to just muddy the waters, right? So we forget that this was all about Russia and Ukraine. And then it turns into this world war that no one really wanted, where then now Russia can pull its ties to China, right, into the mix. And now you've got Russia and China v, you know, the U.S. and NATO. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, like, so you're right to be concerned. You're right to be scared. You know, a big world war kicking off with Poland, right, feels Awfully familiar. Annoyingly, oddly, terrifyingly familiar. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely something that we have to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you're, I was going to make the point uh, before until you did that, um, yeah, this is just, the, the stage is set for something misleading to happen. And wars have happened because of 
And then also, there was something odd that happened last night. Um, a building in Moscow was hit with a drone. I saw that. Don't know where the drone came from. It's assumed that it was a Ukrainian drone, but my mind immediately went to, did somebody in Moscow fly that into a building to make it look like it was Ukrainian to, I, I don't know, to, to, to give rise to Mo- Moscow escalating in Kiev? I, I don't know. Well, the only, I thought of that, and then I thought, well, how much more escalation can they have? Well, yeah. But if they're losing the public support and you need to make your people feel scared... And, oh, now they're hitting us. Well, now, is in, yeah, so then the next step is then it more was. More people signing up. And, is this to get people to sign up for the draft, right? Like, oh, my God, they're hitting you at home. Right. We need all that we need. A, it's all hands on deck. We're, yeah. we're all one. We, we are one body. If you love Mother Russia, you better get right. out there and defend the motherland. Just right. look what these Ukrainians did. I don't know. It's, it's just a very confusing, scary time. And I said very, you know, very early on in this that what did it feel like in you know, Europe and the U.S. in the 30s. Because when you read a history book, you think, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, and you see the sequence of events on the same page. Well, it took years. Yeah. And... I mean, I I think it's... What I'll say is that it's different because this is happening in real time. We're getting these reports in real time. You have so much more access to information from different sources. You also have people that are actively putting misinformation out there that aren't even directly connected to anything. They're just putting out random bullshit just because it's what the other side doesn't like. So you have all these other factors that you didn't have then that I think they're just not comparable times, right? Like you could have comparable, like terrible outcomes, right? In terms of war, but the lead up, like there, there is no comparison between this and that. It, um, it was a lot tougher to be a troll in 1939. Well, yeah, it was. It was a lot, but it was a lot tougher to be a troll. It was a lot tougher to get information. It sure. was a lot. You know what I mean? Like it, you really only had one or two sources of information: the radio and the newspaper, right? Right. When, when the Germans invaded Poland, I wonder how long it took for that to get to the U.S. Exactly. I don't right? know. I mean, it could have been hours. Could have been days. Could have been. I don't it's, know. It's one of those things where, like, it's actually the argument that racist people make about Juneteenth. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh-huh. well. You know, I mean, like, slaves were, I mean, he did it before. It was months before this that, that it actually happened. Why are we celebrating Juneteenth? Like, well, motherfucker, they were on horseback. It yeah. took a minute to get all the yeah. way to Texas from Washington, D.C. So, you know, it, it, that's why it's, it's a little yeah. later than it, the actual date that it was written down on the fucking lambskin paper that they use. Um, and so same sort of thing, like, didn't take quite that long. But, you know, like, you still, you're using... Um, you know, what are the things with the... Uh, telegraph? Yeah, the telegraph, Morse code, all that shit, whatever. I don't know how they communicated back then in the, you know, 30s and the 40s, but um, I guess like They had radios. Early, yeah, they did. I don't, I don't know how any of that shit works, but I'm just saying. I've probably, seen Glorious Bastards. I know they had radios. It probably, it probably moved a little faster than we're thinking, but either way, it's not. it was nowhere near as fast as the way information moves now. Correct. Right? Um, and which is why I think that you can't measure... The thought, because we've all been acutely and directly aware of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, and everyone's first thought was, like, people. We didn't even go to World War Three. We just went to. Everybody jumped to nuclear war, right? Right. Like that was everyone's first. Like, fuck Russia, war, Ukraine, nukes, nukes, nukes. Right. That's kind of where everyone jumped to, and now, now we've actually transitioned back a little bit and, and regressed and said, okay, well, before we get to a nuclear war, there may be a world war. Right? And I think everyone's kind of tensing and waiting for it. And I, I there's only so much that you can, we can do, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, you know, I, I mean, like the U.S. literally can't, like if we, if other than what we've been doing, right, sending supplies and, and training, right, that's, that's as far as we can go. And that's really as far as anyone can go, right, outside of really Ukraine and Russia. And... That's what else are you gonna do, right? I, I mean, I, until I, something happens that pulls someone else in, like right, in which but, no one wants, right. but that, that's the thing that you, you we're all, everyone's waiting for. But I, I don't think I think this, in my opinion, this is um, a bimodal uh, situation. We're either out or we're in. If 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 they attack, if Russia attacks Poland, or if Poland Belarus have a skirmish and Russia invades Poland, we say, okay, NATO, we're going in. We can't half-ass it. We've got to like literally just. 
I'm not saying nuke. I'm not saying nuke. That's how we came out of taking that back. But uh, but we can't, you know. Here's the problem. There's there's another issue though that directly impacts the U.S. and it's what's happening in Asia, right? Like so, you've got you know Taiwan, China, North Korea, like the, that whole mess over there is is getting to a boiling point, right? Yep. Where by 2025, that could be a war, right? And that's Very, not, that, I mean, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, that, and, and that's, that's been on the tipping point for a long time, right. and, and now and, it's getting and, worse. Right, and, and that's not just my guess. That's that's people who are war experts saying, like, look, this is this is getting bad, right? Yeah. And in looking at, at ship movements, troop movements, uh, you know, war games, war exercises, N- N- North Korea just firing random ballistic missiles and to just doing what they right. do, right? Um, and so for the U.S., like we can't, like we can't just focus on what's happening in Europe. We have to be very aware of what's happening in Asia, because if things pop off in Europe, China's not dumb, and as soon as we jump in over there. Something's going to happen over there, and we've already talked about our allegiance to Taiwan and supporting them. And, Ch- and China will, I, I think the belief is, is that if we get into an engagement in Europe, world, world war or whatever, you, however you want to define it, right? Because yep. everyone's going to try to tiptoe around using the word war, so they're going to come up with 42 different terms on what to call this <laughs> military uh, aggressive engagement. entanglement of, of soldiers that are trained to fight using bullets. Um, but as soon as that happens, China's going to be like, all right, well, their back's turned, so we're going to do what we do, right? And, and so then what, right? Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to be prepared for that. Uh, I think we need to be prepared to, you know, essentially fight a war on two to three fronts. And I don't know if we are um, in terms of military I preparedness. I don't, know, I don't know of a military force that was ever good at fighting on more than one front. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you're going to have to, though. No, yeah, I'm I not mean, saying you're, you're wrong. You're in, just... And listen, in more so than any other way, like you, this isn't just going to be like, you know, everybody get on the front lines and run at each other. Now you're talking about unmanned drones. You're going to be talking about, uh, um, you know, digital warfare and hacking. Sure, sure. And um, it's like it, it could get really scary, really ugly um, because they can attack us here at home without bullets or missiles. Um, in, in ways that could absolutely cripple us in other places. Um, and even if it doesn't cripple us in other places, if they destabilize us enough at home, like we're already on the verge, right, of, of just a big internal explosion um, between, you know... We have a world war and a civil war at the same well, time. That, but I'm that's, not, I, mean, I mean, and you can make an argument, like, listen, like somebody, someone has been playing us like a fiddle for the last 10 years. Right with all the Tea Party shit, with all the the you know the racist shit with Obama, the, the shit with Trump and everything else, it, they've been playing us. And I think it's more than one actor. I think Russia's got a hand in it, China's got a hand in it, Middle East has a hand in it, right? North Probably Korea, North Korea, everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and everyone's kind of just like just just get them to fucking go right. And then you get a world war that happens, and then you have an an internal civil war because now we're beyond a point where that thing can happen to bring us together. Right, like short of literally aliens Independence Day style coming down, right? Which I mean, it, we we even had a fucking we, we even had a hearing on that, which I was like, all right, well maybe yeah. I, I don't know, maybe there's hope there, <laughs> right? But hopefully an alien right? force. Like, I mean, and maybe that's the backup plan, right? Like, well, if this shit does get too out of hand, we'll just bring the aliens in and everybody will calm the fuck down, <laughs> right? But short of the aliens, I don't think there is that big event that can bring everybody get. If we go, if we got into a world war. Right, the left, uh, the left is useless when it comes to war. Right, like because it's like I don't think I'd, I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd go there. Okay. I mean, you you can not go there. And listen, I'm not I'm not about to say that the Republicans are great at it, right? But like you got the you have people. I'm talking about your everyday average citizen. Okay. Right. I'm not talking about actual rep- like politicians. Politicians. Okay. Like the average soft person on the left, or not soft. I didn't mean to say that. Your average person on the left, though. 
is not going to be supportive of war, right? And like they, they'll, you know, sure. they'll sugarcoat it and everything else, and oh, this is bad. Make love, not war. Blah, 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 that whole fucking thing, right? Then you got your hawks on the other side, but then like the division on the right about war and everything else, it's going to be well. We need to just focus on us, right? They want to go the isolationist route and everything else. And okay, fine, but then maybe you can get away with not really engaging everybody on the world war front, right? Like just let the military do the thing, but everything that we have going on here, right? With the war going on over there, I think it will be easy to light the powder keg here at home, right? Through maybe some sort of a, a, a digital attack, right? Where some sort of hacking yeah. attack where it fucks with people's money. It fucks with the water supply. Just something yeah. gets fucked, right? People start pointing fingers, right? You do one other thing to sort of damage it, and then boom, right? It just it, it goes off here at home, right? And so now you're fighting, you're, you're you know, like now your leadership is trying to figure out what the fuck to do at home, right? Meanwhile, they need guidance and leadership overseas in this war, and then oh, mind you, something could pop off in China, right? Or Asia or Taiwan or whatever. Uh, it, so you're right to be scared. You're right to be concerned. Um, and I just, I think the implications are way bigger than just something that happens in Poland. Um, and yet a lot of people on the right are just like, oh no, we should just stay out of it completely because it has nothing to do with us. And I'm like, ah, okay. Well, according to Trump, I watched a Trump speech <sighs> in Pennsylvania and according to him, okay. China is building military installations in Cuba. Now I don't know if it's true or not, okay. but that's so, right off our coast. Okay. So he's not far off there. Okay. I, I um, China. So China has expanded their reach into South America, into Mexico. Um, I don't know for sure about Cuba, but I, I know that it's been it's been mentioned, um, and it there may be official. But I know it's it's it's, it's they're, high they're, probability. They're, they're putting military installations way closer to us than I'm right. having. Now I don't know if it's a military installation. I, what I heard was that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, Chinese intelligence and, you know, military folk um, helping Cubans, you know, with other things that have been neglected since the embargo with the U.S. and sort of kind of going in and filling in some of that back channel stuff that, that Russia had been doing before. Um, and so does could that mean, you know, military installations that are disguised or something along those lines? I Maybe. But again, that that just kind of goes to that point, right? I think you were kind of supporting yeah. what I was saying by yeah. adding that. I, absolutely, that absolutely. So, and then staying on Trump for a minute, um, you put on the board the Trump superseded indictment. I didn't read anything about this, so I'm going to throw the ball to you. Okay, say, first of all, like a superseded indictment. Like, my God. Um, so what that means is, like, so they indicted him. Yep. Right? And then they said, oh, wait, there's more, right? <laughs> um, which is... It happens, but it's not overly common, but there's nothing common about indicting a former president, so here we are. Yep. Um, you know, and, and it really, it, it centers around um, obstruction of the investigation and trying to destroy evidence. Uh, you, you know, you basically had a maintenance worker uh, who was charged with, you know, moving evidence around and trying to destroy it. Um, and... You know, people on the right, Trump supporters, MAGA, everything else, are trying to make it seem like this is all a bunch of hooey and he said, she said, and everything else. I just, this is from the charging document. Because part of the thing is, is I, you know why I jump, I, you know, given, I've criticized you, other people, not reading the thing. Right. Right. And I don't mean the headline. I don't mean the article. I mean the actual source material that the article that we're talking about is based from. So this is from the actual superseded indictment. Just a couple things that I want people to hear from the actual document. The classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, Potential, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The, the unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, blah, 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 blah. Um, moving on. Um, da, 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 there was another... 
Oh, here it is. In July of 2021, at Trump National Golf Course in Bedminster, New Jersey, during an audio-recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Trump showed and described a plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret, right? Um, in August of September 21st, uh, the Bedminster Club, again, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee, his PAC, who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation, and told the representative that he could not, that he should not be showing it to the rep and that the representative should not get too close. So, look. You could sit there and say, oh, this is a witch hunt, right? They just don't like Trump. Like, I, 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 as a person who lives in the United States, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea for a former president to take nuclear secrets and military installation information and have it in a box with one of his ties, right, in a fucking bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I think that's a fair... Yeah, when he was saying why he didn't give the boxes back, it was, I've got stuff in there. I've got golf shirts. I want to go through them. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But not even that. But let's just think about it. Like, he had this stuff. Look, and there's... Like, he had this stuff. Like, they have it on video, people. They got it on video. Like, they're moving the boxes around. Like, they were in a ballroom. Then they're in just some random back hallway. They're not locked. They're, they're not locked in a cage. They're not, like... They're just out. Right, and you think about this place and what it is. It's a giant fucking country club, right? Yeah. You got people moving stuff around. Then you know you got them trying to delete files. And then at some point in time, right, like Trump tried to flood the place, right, so that they could delete. I didn't hear the about this. Yeah, he tried to flood it so that they could delete the security footage and and get rid of some of the stuff. Like, look, this guy has done this to himself. The FBI tried to do this quiet. They're like, look, just give us the shit back. Right, like we'll we'll go through it. We'll take we'll take the shit that yeah. you shouldn't have. We'll give you everything else back. Right, that all he had to do was give it back. Right, and and the fact that people are are are, are defending him and fighting him and saying, oh, it's a witch hunt. They just don't like him. They want to take him down. Right, like it, it's just I I it like and you can't. We're at a point now where you can't fight this stuff with logic. Oh, we've fact. been past that point though. Come on. Um. And and that's where I, I, like and to and because of that, if you don't have logic and you don't have fact and reason, then you have to use force. And you don't like it, and everybody, you fine. I don't. I no longer care what you like and what you don't like and what you deem as appropriate, because if I can't use logic, fact. Uh, um, actual history reason then what the fuck else am i supposed to use i steve i don't if know. you're gonna sit here and tell me i can't go fucking crush his face then you that means you're telling me that i need to use logic i need to use my brain well i'm trying jim but i'm not allowed to use my brain because that's but, now out the fucking window fuck being the bigger person these people are dangerous I agree, okay. but, you're, but hold on. You always make the point about how the left is soft, the left doesn't have the guns, the left doesn't have whatever. These folks do. Exactly. So using force against them right now ain't going to go well for you. The, well, I've got guns. <laughs> you got guns, but you ain't got the ability to use them. But you're not gonna I mean, you can shoot, but I mean, like if, you, it, like, would you, like, if you needed to do something, right, would you, would you put, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, like, are you prepared, right? If shit were to hit the fan now, are are you are you do you feel that you are like physically prepared to do whatever needs to be done? Like would would you? Yes. But would you feel confident in your physical ability to do it? Right? And and what I'm saying and the reason why that fucking matters is we could be going that direction, right? Based off the conversation we just had. You're talking yeah. about a world war that pops off over in Europe. You're talking about China fucking over with Taiwan and then everybody having a target on our back and knowing that we're fucking idiots and easy to manipulate. All you got to do is talk about race with us and we fucking collapse. So how hard is that to start something here? So if something does start here, my whole point is, is that when I say that like the left, I don't believe that the left is prepared for an engagement with the right. You're right. 
right? You're right, that is a terrible idea, but that, that's why, because they are physically not prepared to fight these people, right? And these people are 100% ready to fight. And what I'm saying is, you, we may get to a point where that's all we have. We don't, like, you, you're not gonna get back to reason and logic and intelligence and history and fact, you're not gonna get there, right, until you force them to do it. And that sounds awful and terrible, and then any conservative like, oh, see, he's authoritarian, no. I'm saying that if I, like, I almost feel like every conversation I have when it comes to politics, like we almost have to do a baseline test of facts before we engage. Okay, let's establish a fact pattern to make sure that we both understand left from right, right? This is left, correct? Right? Well, right. This I mean, is right. So what is, what, is, what, what is your litmus test for like, is someone reasonable enough to worthy be worthy of having a discussion with them to say worthy i mean more about wasting my time like i've got one question i always ask and that is can we agree that trump lost the 2020 election well there's a lot of things all right i'm done i mean yes i mean you could but you could take anything over the last like 10 years right um where you you know like even taking away something uh, i i don't even know if you like i i would like to use something even more like fundamental than that, right? Um, it's just, it, it's it's hard because things are so distorted at this point, right? You literally had people arguing over like s- slavery being beneficial for black people, right? I mean- No, like, you've got so, a state teaching it. <laughs> right, I mean, you've got, a state, you've got a state teaching it and people saying, ah, like, let's not put a silver lining on slavery. And then you have people literally defending it like, but that's actual history. People did have beneficial skills in slavery, right? Right? Like, I mean, like, so we're, we're having this fight, right? Like, I mean, you had Greg Gutfield on Fox News talking about Jews and having utility and that that's what saved some of their lives. Like, I, that's that, your... that, that does not shock me coming out of that guy, though. That guy's a... Okay, okay. That's very, that's very good. I'm like, at first I was going to go, that's a... But how many people watch that guy? A lot. And then, right on, brother. Right on. You know? I mean, so we're, we're just beyond a point of logic, intelligence, and reasoning. I don't know what else, like, what, what else know, are we supposed to do? You've, you've like, convinced me. Bring on the aliens. Fuck it. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> like if we, and, and if I can't fucking bring the aliens on command or Thanos or something, then we're going to have to fucking fight them. Right? And you're going to have to start punching people in the face because I, I don't know what the fuck else to do. If it comes to a face punching war, yes, I'd want you on my side. But there's a whole I, lot of, there's a whole, uh, the, all right. Is there? You're I, saying I, there's a whole lot before we get there. No, I don't, no, 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 no. There's a whole lot of problems with trying that approach. I, look, I don't, I don't like the approach. I don't, I would much prefer not to have to punch anyone or shoot anyone, right? But what I'm saying is we are devolving as a society to a point where you're going to have to reset it. And there's I, only I, one I, way to do I, that. There I, ain't no way other to do it. I'm sorry. You can't, there's no society that has reset itself and rebuilt itself without, without violence, a, yeah. a really, really, really violent interaction. I mean, including us. You're not, you're not, you're, what you're saying isn't wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know how that would play out, but I'm not I, good. No, I, I, I don't, <laughs> at all. I, right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not rooting for it because once you go down that road, you don't come back. Whatever, like it, it, it will change you. Right? It changed the way the U.S. were. It changed. Everywhere it changes, right? Um, and it may be better for a little bit, but eventually, like something, like and and maybe it, maybe the change is for the better. I don't know, but it's gonna be. It would be bloody, a lot of loss of life, um, and there's no guarantee that whoever wins is the good guy. True. Right, and that's that's the thing. And, and there's no you know, guarantee they won't have the Marjorie Taylor Greens country who, divorce, right? right? Like, I mean, it, you you don't know. Like, once you go down that road, you don't know. And and what I'm saying is, in order to avoid it, like we, we have to, like the accountability hat that we hold ourselves to has to increase tenfold. Otherwise, it we're just we're we're just slowly just or very quickly, depending on how you look at it you know, slipping into something that we just don't want to be involved in. You know? Right. And well, that's fighting ourselves. And yet, we could be heading down that road. And I, um, so I, I talked to an aunt of mine this weekend. I was in Buffalo, and she was drawing the parallels between the Nazi rise and what's going on in our country now. 
and she was making some pretty valid points. So they're using the same language, they're vilifying, they're still blaming Jews. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, going right out of the playbook. I, I mean, it's a little bit different because uh, I, I don't think, like, well, first of all, good luck trying to round up Jews this time around. That no, no, but I'm just saying. I, no, 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 I understand it. But the question is, it would be a lot, again, because things are so different, the way information travels, I think, uh, I, now. The point she was making was the language being used to rally people. Yeah, and but then, that language is, like, the language never really stopped being used, right? Like, I mean, like, we, we've, we've taken it, and, like, if you go through, like, Nazi language and rhetoric has not gone anywhere. Right now, we're just at a point where we don't like the people using it, so now we're calling it out. But people have been using it for a while, right? Like even in our own military. Um, so, like as much as people talk about how much they hate Nazis um, and everything about Nazi Germany, which everybody does, and we, you know, for the most part, except for not the, everybody, except for Tommy Tuberville and crew. Um, I, I think there's there's a little bit of, of of virtue signaling that goes on about it, and so you know people like to say like, oh well, here's all the parallels. Like, well, I mean, you could have been saying this for the last like sixty years. No, right. well, um, it seems it seems to be getting more momentum to me. Maybe I'm just paying attention. No, it's just that you're paying attention, right? And and there's you've got social media, you've got different ways, you, you've got multiple people being able to call it out and have a voice. Um, but what I would argue isn't so much that it's the i'm not worried about the nazis coming to what i am worried about though is a split and a divide in our country um that is conservative versus liberal yeah, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily nazi so much as i'm saying language used to bring up yeah, hatred but, and yeah. And it's, yes. it's getting more and more momentum. Right. But, again, who, who would, like, and the biggest issue is who, uh, who's the enemy, right? And, and because there's no consensus on that, right? Other than, you know, your, your attack on, on the LGBTQ trans community, right? And, you know, I think black people, for the most part, right? I mean, we're generally the most hated anywhere you go, which is amazing, right? American yeah. black people, like, you can go anywhere in the world. People hate us. So, I, like, we may be the one that people like the most, but also no one's going to try to, like, right. round us up. Exactly. Right? Like, that's just, like, no one's going to fucking Chicago to solve that problem, right? Um, right. But, you know, when we're talking about this, the people making these decisions are old. And when you're not worried about the future because you don't have a long-term one, that makes you that much more dangerous. And that applies to Trump, but it also applies to well, most of our politicians are well, to, to make your transition even better, um, I'll help better. you out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you have a lot of people who are in their 70s and 80s um, that were around for the civil rights movement. And they yeah, weren't just true. kids, right? True. They were teenagers. And they weren't on the right side of it, right? Now, they can try to whitewash it all they want. You really think Mitch McConnell was on the right side of the fucking civil rights movement in Kentucky and fucking 1964 <laughs> unlikely i would um, i'm fair I'm, you know in in you, you could know, argue against biden and his, I, biden his, wasn't on the right side of the civil rights movement okay. so with with the shit that we know that he advocated for which is again <laughs> one of the reasons why i've said i didn't like this guy for anything and everyone was just like well he was the one that we need to lead us through this all right well congratulations um you know feinstein is she's in her 80s um, and she's apparently completely mentally gone. Right. I mean, like... They, and Mitch McConnell had, I think, a stroke. It certainly looked like it. I don't know what... Ha I mean, he came I back... I don't either. He came back and he was making jokes about it after, um, you know, he, he... I mean, you know, we'll call it a senior moment. Okay. An extended senior moment. I, I don't know what it was. Um, this isn't the first health scare that Mitch McConnell's had. He's had a couple falls. Um, I know there was an image going around of his hands being, you know, very discolored and and, and not looking good. Um, you know, so his health is, is of question. And in general, like, we have a number of these people that are up there in age, over 70 years old. 
um, that, like you said, are making the decisions and are, but at the same time, like, Diane Feinstein isn't making decisions. No, right? but she's casting votes. Or not. She's and her not, not casting votes her not is, casting a big, is a problem because is, it takes away the Democratic majority. Okay, but my point is, for Dianne Feinstein, someone else is doing her job. And the problem is that person wasn't elected, and we don't know who it is. Dianne Feinstein isn't doing her job. I don't care that she's voting. She doesn't know what she's voting for. A lot of times she's not. And if she is, someone has told her, they said, just look at the green thing and touch it. Or whatever they, you know, the button or the switch or whatever. Someone else is doing Dianne Feinstein's job. That person wasn't elected. Who are they? And I don't care if it's her staff or aides or whatever. They weren't the ones who were elected. Right? Now, you could say that people just filled in a box and her name just happened to be there. And they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But either way, my, my issue is that you elected Dianne Feinstein. You're not getting Dianne Feinstein doing the job. You're getting her staff and everybody else. Now, you could say that about any politician or whoever or whatever. But what I will say is that it still matters, right? And the people who had a beef with Fetterman, right, when he was dealing with depression or whatever he was dealing with in, uh, in the hospital, that was a legitimate beef, right? Yeah. Like, can the guy come back? Can the guy do his job? Like, who is doing his, his recovery job right from a stroke, now? too. He legitimately, we know, had a stroke. Yes. I mean, Right, like so. There's, they, they, like I, I have no issue. Like I don't care that he's a Democrat. Um, I don't care who he is. I, I do have a problem with him, like not being able to do his job, right? Like, and I have all the sympathy in the world for him for being depressed and overcoming a stroke. But we elected him to be an official, and all this patients' rights, labor rights stuff when it comes to our fucking politicians. Um, I, I like, I'm sorry, like I, the standard has to be higher. So I like in these instances where these people become in, like there, we need a better succession plan than what we have. Um, yeah. cause this, this is just, this is not like we can't continue down this road, right? If we're, if we're going to continue to be so ridiculous, that's to continue to just continue to vote these people in for a lifetime until they get to the point where they should that any other in any other circumstance, Diane Feinstein would be in a senior living facility somewhere, right? 100%. Maybe a very nice one, right? Or maybe she would have a live at home person taking care of her, but she would not be in like she wouldn't have this level of responsibility at a private company anyway. She wouldn't have this level of responsibility in local or state government, right? No doubt. So so the fact that we're going to put her right or McConnell or Biden or Trump. Right in some of the most prestigious, powerful positions in the world, right? It's fucking insane. Well, think about it. we are about we're gearing up for the twenty twenty four election. In all likelihood, it will be Trump versus Biden. None of us want that. No, no, no one in this room wants that, and I don't think many of the people in the country want that. But if well, that's there's plenty the, of people in the country that want Trump, for sure. yeah, there's plenty that want Trump. I don't. That's the problem. I don't think there's don't not think a man wants Biden. There's not and, a mandate for Biden, and that's the problem right that yep. is the problem there's not a mandate for biden but there is a mandate against trump right like so there's there's a on the right you do have probably about your 25 to 30 percent that are just diehard trump no matter what on the left it's look i don't want trump i i don't really give a shit about biden and it can't be you know birdie right okay or well, whatever but, but, but or, that's but bernie is also Ancient. I mean, exactly right. You know, but I mean, like, but no that, young that's, blood. On, I, I'm, I guess DeSantis and and is probably the closest thing to young blood on the Republican side. And the Democrats don't have shit. No, and I'm not happy about it, but it's true. I mean, and, and what the Democrats have is not going to be available in this election, right? Like, I mean, I think Buttigieg has developed and grown, and is someone that I think people could get behind, maybe. Um, I think... Uh, He's not going to run against Biden in the primary, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, people you don't have access to. Um, there was someone else who, who came to mind as, as a possibility. But, but either way, the Democrats are going to play by these old-school rules. You know, primary and incumbent and all, all that other stuff. And so we're going to be stuck with Biden. Running unless, against unless he has the sense to step down, which he's proven he does not. He doesn't, right? Like so, I unless can't something put a happens. YouTube video without. Right. I'm Joe Biden. Please give me money. Unless something happens health wise, and of course these motherfuckers just live and live and live, right? Like you got people dropping dead at sixty five left and right, but I like fucking right. politicians don't die, right? Like they, just, they don't die until they're long out of office, and you're like, oh my god, I thought you were already dead. No, they just retired yesterday. <laughs> um, 
And so, I mean, and, and look, I, and I know that sounds harsh, but I mean, this is reality, right? Unless something happens where they have a massive stroke and they're completely incapacitated, and even then, I don't trust that we could, you know what I mean? Like, Fetterman had a stroke and was incapacitated because he was having severe depression, allegedly, and he still kept his office, right? Like, so it's just like, all right, I, I, okay, well, I mean, I guess you literally have to, like, they have to die and we have to see them die in order for them to get removed from office, Um you know, to keep, to, to, to keep these people out. And, and I, I do have a problem because I think that I don't feel good about a person who I don't trust was on the right side of the civil rights movement in 1960-whatever, now making policy that is still trying to resolve issues that were left unresolved from the civil rights movement because there was so much pushback against it. And if you are a politician who was on the like who wasn't on the right side of that, still making decision policy decisions today, and who knows what sort of grudges you bear, right? And what sort of shit you you know like that that you're still pissed off about from all those years ago, right? Could people change? Yeah, maybe. Do they? Not really. So I. I have an issue with some of these people that we do have. All four of the people on here, I feel absolutely shouldn't be for that reason. Oh, well, Diane Feinstein, she's California, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, maybe. You know what, though? She needs to step down so that Gavin Newsom can appoint her successor. Yes. If she cares about... Whoever that is, right? Whoever, 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 whoever he is, decides. You, it, I mean, I don't envision California having a Republican governor anytime soon, but the governor of the state appoints replacements for senators. And Diane Feinstein is n- not going to get reelected. I would think she could run for reelection. She she did say she's not going to run okay. for reelection. Okay. And who's the who's the woman out there? Um, Porter. Katie Porter. I mean, she seems like the obvious choice. Katie Porter's the obvious choice, but then you got Adam Schiff, who like, just, dude, go be a lobbyist. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just. He always looks like he just needs to like take a shit. Mm-hmm. His face is so tight, but. Anyway, um, excellent journalism. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I like to to the point of the you know I just I agree with you there. Like we need to we need to do something about it. But you know it's just crazy. You know Biden, McConnell, um, you know even Feinstein and and, and Trump. you know and, and Trump. Is, like the impact that they have on our Bali politic is just it's it's ridiculous and it's not ageism. It's you just, on, it's or reality. maybe it's it real, is. Right. Maybe it is, and I don't care. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's I'll just reality. It. Right. It's just it, it's reality. And if you want to hit me, well, that's ist or an ism or okay, fine. Right. I, it, it is. But either way, they shouldn't be running the fucking country. And also back to what you were saying before about uh, foreign uh, powers, you know, working against us. What does it say about our country when we're running Biden against Trump again? Because if I'm China, going really. <laughs> We get to have that dope back in office who will make our lives easier for us because he'll fuck your country up on you. Or Biden, who has not looked good lately in terms of speaking and whatever. He is showing his age in a big way. I mean, if I'm a foreign power with bad intentions towards the U.S. and I see that, I'm licking my chops. Yeah, I mean, how, right. Like, it's just like, well, just wait it out, see what just happens. Let them fuck themselves up, and while they're doing that, we'll be doing what we want to do. Right, no. and. And they'll, you know, they'll dabble. They'll do what they continue to do and get people riled up in social media because it's an easy way to access us. And they will, they will be successful doing it, you know, because we're just we're too stupid to be able to ignore it, turn it off, um, and we feed off of it. They know that we feed off of it. So when you've got these old and inept people running the country, and you've got other countries that are willing to attack people at the lowest common denominator level in the easiest, fastest, most accessible way, just through fucking Twitter, Facebook posts. Yep. It's, 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 a, it's a nightmare scenario. Um, and, and we're living it in real yep. time. Yep. All right, so we talk about guns and gun control a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across an article about a gun shop in Indiana that was shut down. So if you remember years ago on the show, we talked about a, a, a gun shop called Don's Guns in... Uh, in Indianapolis, and I played you the commercials for it. It was just like so obvious this guy just wanted to pump the streets full of guns. And when I saw Indiana gun shop closed after decades, I thought they got Don's guns. It was actually a different gun shop. I, my article hadn't left my phone, I'd say the name. Um, but when we talk about gun control, 
This is reasonable gun control. This, this gun shop was linked to putting hundreds of guns that were used in uh, violent activities in Chicago. The gun shop's based in Indiana, but Indiana borders Illinois. So that's why the whole, you know, whenever a state like New York or, or a city like Chicago you know, says, we're cracking down, making gun laws stricter and stricter, that's all well and good. But you're not stopping stuff from other states. And in terms of doing something to make the gun violence situation better, especially in inner cities, cutting the legs out from underneath gun shops that are literally just there to funnel firearms into places where they're not supposed to be is a good start, or a good thing to do, I should say. Uh, fully agree. Okay. Um, now, the question is, you know, where... Uh, I don't know where the gun lobby will come out on this. Uh, not, not even the gun lobby, but the 2A supporters and, and those groups will have to pay attention um, to see some of the bigger-name people, if they say anything. Um, if they don't come out and openly applaud it, or they just ignore it, I think if they just ignore it, that's probably the most you're going to get. And that's good. And, <laughs> I mean, and what's and, the mantra? Hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Just, and let me explain that, right? Anything that's anti-gun, the 2A community, right? Anything that's anti-gun, whether it's common sense or not, like they're going to jump all over um, and say, shall not be infringed, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. This sort of situation, though, where you don't need... To, like, it's clear as day that it's a problem. If they say nothing, that's a win for everybody, right? Now, what they should do is come out and say, this is good, This was they were hurt, they're part of the problem, blah, blah, blah. They, but we live in an age where no one can do that. People can't admit that they're wrong. People can't step outside of their persona that they've built up on social media. So they will just ignore it. And I think that is a win across the board, even though it's not what you want it to look like, I'll take it, um, because this place is a problem, or was a problem, um, and you gotta wonder if there will be an impact. Now, right. I don't, because I just know, yeah, it's guns coming in from out of state, but I also know that Chicago PD fucking sell guns back to the gangs. So. No one has the balls to deal with that. No one has the balls to talk about how bad Chicago PD are, right? It's one thing if they're beating people up or they shoot somebody, but they do a whole lot of other shit that makes the show The Shield look like fucking Care Bears. <laughs> that doesn't, that the fact that it hasn't been exposed yet blows my mind. Um, and, but it also tells me that because you haven't had that story that would literally, that should, completely decimate and crater the Chicago PD um, that I, I suspect that you don't see much of a drop-off in violence with the shop closing, even though it probably should. Right. Um, I'm not suggesting that that one shop getting closed down will see a market reduction in violence. No, I didn't say that. I, oh, okay. I didn't say you did. Oh, okay. I, just, I was saying that it, it should have an impact, but I just don't think that it's going to have as big of an impact. because I mean, there were a lot of guns coming out of that shop. Though. Oh, yeah. You know. And, I mean, like I said, I mentioned Don, Don's guns in Indianapolis. The, the, Another gun shop in Indy told me that he had the second fastest time to crime stats in the country. And that was, FBI keeps a stat called time to crime, which is how long after a gun leaves a gun shop does it get used in a violent crime. And Don's was number two. I wonder if these guys were number one. But what I like about this is you're shutting, shutting down a known bad actor. And maybe the other bad actors go, oh, fuck, my business might be in trouble. This happened in Indiana. That's not how bad actors work. Well, all right. I mean, I probably have a. <laughs> that's not, I mean, look, they're, look, look. They're, they're bad. When it comes to guns and drugs, that's not how they work. Okay. Right? It's I, not. I, like, I, they I, don't. I, like, I, they fine, but they will look for, they will continue to look for, and listen, it's, they'll eventually get caught. If, if, this is the, fr the other frustrating thing, right? Hey, ATF, stop worrying about the fucking pistol brace on my AR and go shut these motherfuckers down. Go shut down Don's guns. Go shut down whatever this bullshit shop was. Like, go, go shut those... Go do that shit, right? Like, what I'm doing is not your problem, right? right? What these guys are doing is almost all your fucking problem, right? Go after these shops across the country that are 
like, like you, can, I don't give a fuck what your state laws are. The federal laws are when you go in to buy a firearm, right? You need to go through a, you have to go through a very specific FB or uh, ATF background check, like going through that system. And and if you're not doing that as a shop owner, you're violating the law. And there are shop owners that violate the law throughout the country that are known for violating the law. That baffles me why the ATF is like Don's guns is not unique. Like, there's a Don's gun, Don's guns in every state. Go find them, ATF, and go shut them down. All right, two things on that. One is, the mantra of the 2A folks is always, we don't need new laws, we need to enforce the laws we have. Boom, that's what happened here. Yeah. And the second part is, it took me five minutes. Being, I went to Don's guns when I lived in Indy. It took me five minutes being in there to go, oh, fuck. You see, you know, a, an entire case full of Jennings and... Um, what's the other shitty, it's a really shitty 9mm was made out there, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but anyway, just 75 to $100 guns, and Don's guns would sell them on consignment. Oh. Put 20 bucks down, bring us 20 bucks next week, and you can walk away with, you know, a Jennings uh, automatic, which is a trash gun, but the bullets still kill people. Were you thinking of high points? Yes, I was high thinking points. high point, thank you. High points are made here, in Ohio. Oh, yeah, they're garbage. At least they used oh, to they're, they're terrible. Oh, oh. they're they are trapped. Oh I was God. shooting next they, to a guy who was shooting one of someone like a tin can rattling. Yeah, they look terrible. They sound everything about them. They jam. They're uh, but they're cheap, yep. and if that first shot hits someone, it will kill them potentially. Um, I mean, or it could blow up in your hand. And blow there's your that, too, that too. That like, too. I mean, they are trash. They, they are terrible guys. Thank you for coming up with that because it would have bugged the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, I, I knew that's what you were looking for. In Jennings and High Point are kind yes. of like the Ugh. yin and yang of trash. Um, making a huge shift. A uh, study is being approved, it's in Congress now, to allow the Department of Defense to test cannabis and mushrooms and MDMA as possible ways of treating soldiers with PTSD. I'm very happy about this because you and I both know people who've had serious traumatic issues who have used cannabis and it's helped their lives dramatically. Some of those people you know, were going to street drugs, were drinking so much it was fucking cat catastrophic. And they switch to cannabis, and suddenly it's like, all right, yeah, you're high. <laughs> but you're not hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. You're not going through rage bouts. I mean, we both know multiple people who have benefited from cannabis. Yeah. And now that they're trying to make it legit, is I'm very, very encouraged by that. I mean, obviously, we, we were hanging out with a person, uh, no names, please. Um, but we were hanging out with a person this weekend who had, who's done multiple tours, um, Iraq and Afghanistan, and had some issues when he came back from one of those tours, uh, he came back and he actually came here to Cleveland and me and another buddy um, literally had to basically hold him down in my other friend's house to keep him from taking uh, his, his weapon and just going to a bell tower sort of deal. Like he was, he was gone mentally. Um, and that, that was, that was a rough night. You know, I mean, he, Started in another town, um, you know, drank a bottle of wine and a four loco driving to Cleveland to come hang out with us. When he gets here, he's a fucking raging mess and takes off in his Jeep, driving, hammered. We are following in a car behind him, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and, you know, gets out, see him going for, you know, his weapon, literally have to tackle him on in the middle of Madison. Avenue oh, in Lakewood. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's a main street for those who yeah, don't know Lakewood. Because so. um, he, he had come to my house, my old house on uh, Carabell. Okay. And um, it was just like, it, it was it was heartbreaking because this wasn't my friend. This was something else. It wasn't even a person that I right. was dealing with at that point. Uh, fast forward a couple years later, or well, many years later now, but fast forward and... He's moderately well adjusted. Um, you know, he he's he's got a very good job that is uh, business is booming. Um, you know, being in the, that crema, crematorium. Yeah, he's a crematorium. Works crematorium. Crema, 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 crematorium murmur. Uh, I don't. I he don't burns know. people. He burns yeah. dead people. Anyway, um, but you know, he's independent contractor with that. Does very well for himself now. Very stable, but. That stability has come with his ability to consume cannabis. He has his medical card, and it is the thing that has helped stabilize his what? Now, he also he quit drinking alcohol. 
Um, but he still consumes cannabis. Um, and, you know, he and I come from that same mindset. So, you know, my buddy is doing, is doing much better um, because, you know, taking alcohol away. But the cannabis has helped him with inflammation. Like he's, I mean, he had a knee replaced. He, you know, had surgery on his neck. Um, so there was like a lot of pain and stuff like that, but he had a, you know, he had, he was one of those guys who had shifted over into the street drugs to deal with the pain and the mental aspect of things. Um, but you know, cannabis has been there to help resolve a lot of that, right? Like, so he was able to kick his addiction issues, um, stabilize his life, reduce the both physical and emotional pain. Uh, and just come back to us um, as as the friend that we've known. Um, and I just, I've watched this transformation. Like, I was there for the worst of it, um, which, I mean, he lost his wife, lost his house. Um, you know, I mean, like, there was a lot right. that, that went into that. And so, like, I, I, I saw it, but then... You know, when he gets, he really got into cannabis, and we we're all like, "Dude, what are you doing? Come on, right?" But it literally, I believe, it saved his life. Um, so I believe in it. And then we had Brian Buckley on our show. Um, I played football with Brian Buckley right. at the University of Massachusetts. He leaves UMass after year two. Um, you know, around the time that nine eleven happens, and goes off and and um, you know goes and becomes Captain America. And um, then when he gets out, he recognizes the benefits. Um, and has become a massive advocate. He's got the Hellman uh, Valley Hellman Hellman Valley Growers. Yes, and um, and it, that brand is taken off on the West Coast and in California and Colorado. Um, he is a big advocate advocate and lobbyist though for cannabis as it relates to veterans and being able to legalize it so we could study it and sort yeah. of hone in on the things and the, on the benefits and kind of pull that stuff out and. You know whether it's it's pills or people smoking or oils or whatever it might be, um, you know researching that and studying it. So I mean, this is uh, you know this is important. Now let me say something because there have been attempts in the past, not through the DoD but through other organizations, to study the positive and potentially negative impacts of cannabis, and they've typically been blocked. One recently passed through the House and got blocked by Republicans in the Senate. If I'm if you're part of a veterans group, and your Republican senators are blocking the shit. Call them out, please. Because, I mean, look, I, I, I would argue <laughs> there's the vet, our veterans have plenty of reasons to be calling out our politicians right now. You've got right, Tommy Tuberville. Right, but this Tuberville. is specifically Republicans, okay. Uh, yeah, but you got Tommy Tuberville that's blocking promotions, right? Oh, that's directly okay, fair, yes. <laughs> that's directly impacting people's like lives and direct, impacting our readiness as a country. Um, you've got you know people blocking the potential to help those veterans in multiple ways, right? Like yeah. you've got you've got Republican GOP people who don't want to support affordable housing, whether it's for veterans or poor people or pregnant mothers or whatever, because that's not the Republican way, right? Right. Uh, it's all pull yourself up by the bootstraps by a bunch of people who have never seen Worn a bootstrap, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, the, my only point was is that veterans have plenty of reasons to be calling out. They're politicians, whether they're sure. Republican or Democrat, right? Um, and I think there's a lot of this that falls on, that does fall on Republicans because Republicans will fund the DOD. They'll fund, you know, guns and war and all that stuff. Oh, you're researching more war stuff? Oh, we're buying more weapons? Great, right? But it's just like, all right, well, your best weapons are actually the soldiers, and you need to be taking care of the soldiers while they're active duty and also after they're active right. duty because they're literally the ones who protected you while you were in office, who protected your constituents while you were in office and are doing that right now. So you owe them, right, to be able to offer them and provide them with the housing and the mental health care and everything else that yeah. they need because they literally put their lives on the line, and many of them left something behind in some way, shape, or form that you can't replace by just going out and buying it. Right. And, and they need help from their community when they get back, and especially from their politicians to make sure that they have the resources that they need, and that's not happening right now. And, and this may be something that can help, 
Um, but we just we need better support for our veterans across the board. Right. And we, support is what should be happening. But when you're actively blocking things because it goes against your moral compass, fuck off. It's not even the moral compass. At the end it's of the a, day, it just, it, it's just, it, uh, well, it's, it, it gives us a leg up in the game, right? All like right it, well, that's all it is. It's a poker chip. Call, call them out. All right, we got to wrap up pretty soon, but I've got to bring up the Twitter switch. So Twitter is now X. You are a much more active Twitter user than I. What do you think about this? It's stupid. You ha- you bought Twitter. You bought the brand. You bought all of it for a certain amount. Now you're switching it. Okay, I guess sure because you love X, whatever. It's here's my question: Could it be so we could burn Twitter to the ground? Could it literally be a? I if mean, I he didn't make- like it. He didn't like it because they were in Twitter. Part of it, Jack Dorsey and the original Twitter crew. They brought this on themselves to a degree, okay? They went too far left. They just did. Okay. Right? Like, you could sit there and say, well, there's no equivalent. Okay, fine. But you still went too fucking far with the filtering and the censoring and cooperating with this people, but not as much. Like, they just went too far. And then, at the end of the day, money talks. They went forty-two billion dollars. Forty-four. Forty-four billion. All right. And 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 um, Elon said, "Fine enough, right?" Um, because and I think the the problem was, had they just been more balanced to begin with, right? And and I get like you you have to balance you know voice and speech versus hate speech, all that other stuff. But some of it, I think, Twitter went just took. You can make the argument about the public square and what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed. Um, and I think that Twitter should have thought about that more when, when they were deciding who that they were going to go after and who they weren't, right? What sort of rhetoric, rhetoric was okay, what sort of rhetoric wasn't, right? Because if you throw the hammer down on extreme left and extreme right in, in equal amounts, and, and like we've all seen the data, right? Like it was, like they, they did censor people both on the left and the right, but the numbers were way heavily more skewed to the right. And there was plenty of nasty shit on the left that probably should have been as well. So you either needed to do it equally across the board, heavy-handed, or you needed to scale back on the side that you were shifting more towards, no matter what you think about it. Um, But you just needed to be more fair and balanced. They weren't, and it cost them. And you say, well, you shouldn't have been, and blah, 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 fine. But the result, here's the result, right? You lost your right. shit. Like you're paid, Jack. Yeah, yeah so Jack's they're, they're paid. Fine. <laughs> you know, but your this thing that you were so passionate about that you had to protect and blah 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 is now literally just not the same thing anymore. It has a whole different name. It has a whole different feel. Um, and who knows, right? Now the threads thing will it take off? I don't know. Like one of the biggest issues that I have with threads is that other than your main timeline like there is like the one thing about twitter that i used to like a lot more that i don't like as much now is that if you hit the little magnifying glass it'll show you stuff that you're really interested in based off previous likes and tweets and all other stuff and it it would aggregate different like news tweets and sports tweets and all, all these different types of things that you would like into one section that you could scroll through and see, oh, like this is a headline. I wonder, oh, let me click on that. Oh, oh, stuff about the Steelers. Oh, stuff about the Bills, whatever. Um, there's nothing like that on threads yet. It's just whatever, whoever you follow, then it just scrolls down, through, right? Okay. Which is fine. And then you can go search for things, um, but it's just like a standard search. Then there's your profile, and then there's, I think, maybe direct message or something like that or whatever. Um, so they're they're just they're missing a little that aspect of it of the sort of news aggregation. Um, maybe it's coming, maybe it's not. I don't know, uh, but I don't know if Threads is going to be that thing that completely knocks Twitter off. I find myself still gravitating well, back. Is to Twitter tw- going to knock Twitter off? Is my question. Well, is Twitter going to knock? Tw- <laughs> is the X sign going to actually stay on the building? I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put it out or the X or the, the Zeet or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> but they like they were showing them erecting the giant X on top of the building in San Francisco. And it's literally being held up at the, in this picture by sandbags, which I'm like, oh, that's not what you want. <laughs> um, San Francisco can be windy. 
Um, it's on a high building. That's a big thing. Like it's a giant. Wait, X. it's on top of the building. It's on top of a building. It's it. Yeah, it's twenty stories up, Jim. E. Okay. Maybe more, and it's a giant X that it, it itself is, I, I don't know, 20, 30 feet tall. And it just, it, and it, like, I'll show you the picture at some point, but it's literally being held up there by sandbags. And maybe that was just temporary until they could get it bolted down, but I have to imagine why wouldn't you start by bolting it down? Um, I mean, I'm not uh, an expert. I'm in, not an, in, in, right, in, I'm not attaching a mechanical giant letters to the top of structural engineer. But I just I, I've done enough in construction to think that you would probably want to bolt down before you just use sandbags. Um, but anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't like the change. Like they changed the actual icon in the app, but the app still performs basically the same. Right. And there's nothing. There's like there's still bird references through it. Um, I think it just doesn't make sense. Like, you bought Twitter for the value of Twitter. Now, you could make an argument like, you know, like the, Josh Harris bought the the Washington Commanders. And okay. the, the Washington Commanders just recently changed their name from the Washington Redskins. That was done allegedly because everybody was so upset about the name Redskins. Daniel Snyder decides to change the name to Commanders. We all know that it was to take some heat off of him because he was under investigation for a number of things. He ends up selling his team, and now the people buying the team, Josh Harris and Magic Johnson, are saying, yeah, we're probably going to change it from the commanders. We just want a clean slate from the whole Daniel Snyder era. That makes sense. Yeah. This is somewhere between that and the normal buying of a brand like Twitter uh, because you buy Twitter because you want Twitter the brand because everyone knows it. Um, but Elon Musk is saying we want to sever, right, ties to previous ownership and everything that they did because we feel we're doing it so much better, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So I, I, I don't think it was a really super, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be a big deal one way or another. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone still has the app on their phone. Um, you know, I, I would love to get away from it just because I, I'm kind of tired of Elon Musk and his shit, um, just in general. And so I, I would like to gravitate away from it. But it is still probably one of your best ways to get information quickly. That happens. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could just delete it, right? And then just focus on threads, I guess. But... I have no I idea, no desire to use threads, but I barely use Twitter. I'm much more of a Facebook guy. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, X, and threads. Thanks for listening. We're done. Yep.